Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are here to round up some Rangers news, some Rangers rumours, etc, etc, that's happened over the last week or so. Uh, so I am your host, Scott Carney, and joining me, first of all, is Ali Pearson. How are we doing, lads? Nearly, nearly the weekend? <laughs> Very nearly the weekend, again, mate, I know. You live for the weekends now. And Jamie Lowe's returning. Nice to have you back, Jamie. Nice to be back. How you all doing? Good mate, yeah, good. Obviously, we've had our three days of summer now, and um, we're now back to absolute miserable. We're recording this on Thursday, obviously, and it's not been too nice here. It's a bit grey outside, uh, but um, yeah, three days of summer are over. But however, uh, me and Ali are getting back to Ibrox. I know Jamie, you've been. Oh, Ali, you've already been as well, but I'm been, getting. Yeah. I am getting back to Ibrox on um, Saturday, and uh, I can't wait just to go for a something to eat, mate. We'll be like get a pint inside. Ah, it's. Uh... Yeah, I was there for breakfast uh, oh, four weeks ago, I think, with a couple of lads. You couldn't make that one. It was good. And uh, this Saturday, when I obviously seen that you could get a pint inside, I thought, oh, I'm going to check our girls' suite to see if you could get a table. And we got one for, for half 12. So uh, if there's anyone there, you'll you'll see two guys on a romantic date with maybe a weekend <laughs> on a middle. <laughs> Enjoy a pint. Oh. Don't wait, there's already rumours flying about me and you. We don't need to add to that speculation, man. <laughs> My missus was a bit worried. She's like, so it's just you and Ali going? And I was like, aye. I was like, <laughs> she's like, aye, no bother. Um, but all right, so Jamie, how was your time in back to Ibrox? It was brilliant. Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, we were, I'd like to say, we were there last weekend for my dad's, uh, my dad and uncle's uh, joint kind of birthday. Uh, we'd put off. Originally, it was planned for January. Um, food's excellent, just like you say. Brilliant being back in the stadium. Shame we couldn't get a, a beer, uh, which I think you guys will, will manage uh, on Saturday. But 
yeah, just brilliant being back in the stadium and getting a look across the stadium. Yeah, I can't wait, mate. I actually can't wait. I know it's not the same. I'm not going to my seat or anything, but uh, I'm really looking forward to just getting back inside and being able to see the the, the pitch, even though it's not really a pitch, but just to see the inside of the stadium again uh, with your own eyes instead of being on the TV is something I'm really, really looking forward to. And fingers crossed I'm going to try something on Saturday. Um, so watch the YouTube channel, everybody. We might, if it works, it'll be good. Um, I've said that many a times and I usually forget because I'm drunk, but I won't be drunk this time. Uh, but if it works, it's something I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing. Uh, but anyway, we're here to talk about Rangers, obviously. Um, our... The champions of Scotland. Um, so I'll kick off with, with some news, um, just first of all. Uh, before I get there, actually, the intro um, of today's pod was Thunderstruck by ACDC. Uh, Jamie, that was picked by you. Any particular reason, mate, apart from it's an absolute tune? Just my, my favourite band, my favourite song. Um, it's obviously played at Ibrox, which, which I love. Um, yeah, just a, a great song. I'm not going to argue me. I think the only argument argument we had is that I said Brian Johnson's better. That's the only. Uh, no, we, that's nah. You're wrong. <laughs> that's fine, mate. I'll put that. Ali, do you know who ACDC are? I've heard of them. I. I probably I know that song. I think I know the song, James. I'll I'll know when I hear it back on the pod what he's probably on about. I think I know which one he's on about at, at Ibrooks, but Jamie knows that my music taste is pretty poor as well. I know. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I know from but, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah, so I'll probably do the next um, pick. I'll, I'll pick a song. Um, that's going to be hard for me to actually be able to pick a song that's probably not even Rangers related, to be honest. Um, maybe. I'll see. I'll put some thought into it. But again, if you're, you're wanting to get involved, you want to have your song played on the start of Club Deck Corner, then send us a wee email. Um, uh, pick a song, a wee story behind it. That'd be great. We'll get it read out on the pod. So into Rangers news. And first of all, I will start with Rangers announcing the fan share offering, uh, which offers supporters the opportunity to buy shares in the club to help future-proof the club uh, and to build a lasting fan-based legacy. So an article on the website said, following our historic 55th league title and during our 150th year, Supporters now have the opportunity to acquire ordinary shares at a pivotal moment in the Rangers' history. Over the last 10 years, we've all worked together to secure to secure the club's future and to provide a base for us to ensure we continue to build together for generations to come. The shares will be issued by Rangers International Football Club and provide subscribers with the same rights as the current owners, including voting rights on a one-vote-per-share basis and the right to attend the AGM. A minimum investment of £500 and a maximum investment of £100,000 will apply per applicant. Shares will be made available through the investment platform of Tifosi Capital and Advisory as a ranger and authorised offerer of the share offering. So Rangers are looking to raise a total of, I think it's £6.75 million, I think what the total is. Um, not raised, this is just what they're offering. Um then it's an investment. Obviously, this isn't a. It's not risk free. So obviously, if you're not guaranteed to get your money back out of it, the way things are going with Rangers, you probably will do quite well out of it. But again, I am not a financial advisor, so there's no way I'm going to sit here and say I know how the stock market works. But Ali, with the the Moonhowlers would like us to like everybody to believe that we are going back into admin because Rangers need six point seven five million to keep the lights on. But the that 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 is so so far from the truth. Um, this, if anything, just shows what a what a strong position Rangers are in just now. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the perfect time to do it at the moment. Rangers are in a 
crest of a wave in terms of where we are. Top of the league, for 25 points. We won a league by last year. Going well, Champions League coming this season. Yeah, and you look, 44,000 season tickets. We mentioned that in the last club deck corner, which is phenomenal in a four-week period. I'd love to know what they get in their wee period. <laughs> no manager. No doubt. But yeah, perfect. I mean, the, the minimum £500, it's your ordinary man in the street might not be able to afford that £500, but it, it gives you a chance to to own a share in, in Rangers and, and going forward. I think it's more it's more that than maybe getting money back out that way. It's more you own a share of Rangers. It's something you can say. You say you get uh, you get the vote, you get to go to the AGM every year as well too. So I think it's more that. But no, it's uh, it's more good news and, and more money uh, into Rangers. Yeah, and as we were literally just speaking about before we come, before we came on air, there uh, you get an email every day from Rangers asking you for more <laughs> money just now. So um, Rangers are are definitely trying to capitalise on our fifty fifth title and the hundred and fiftieth year. Um, quite likely so. Um, I, as you said, Ali, I, I would love to be able to have five hundred pound available to me just to own a wee bit of Rangers, but I don't. Um, it's something that's just out out with my reach. I can't quite justify justify doing it no matter how much I would love to I'd love to buy £100,000 worth to be honest I mean of course I would but uh, no it's not something for me but again it's Jamie this is just a it's a great thing for the for the club and it's a great thing for the club to, to be offering supporters It's an excellent opportunity like you say if, if you're in a position where you've got um, spare cash and you want to invest in the club then by all means it's it's an excellent opportunity um, to be able to say that you're yeah, a part owner of the club, and, and like you say, to get to EGM's alley, it's definitely a good thing. Yeah, again, as well, obviously the club eighteen seventy two um, thing that they are running, and obviously try to get Dave Dave King shares. Um, I don't know; I've not actually checked up on how that's actually going. It seems to have went a wee bit quiet. I've not heard too much about it. Uh, obviously, there's people that do that as well. They're obviously trying to be part of the supporters' legacy, legacy in that way, which again I completely understand. This is very much personal. It's not something that you can do kind of through a company because it has to be one person's name on the share. Uh, but I think it's just a, tr- a tremendous thing for Rangers to <clears throat> to offer this and. We're slowly working ourselves to being a, a supporter, um, a majority of supporters that own the club, and that's the way I think it should be. It will future-proof our club forever, for the next 150 years, and that's what the, the, especially John Bennett keeps talking about. He keeps talking about the future-proof in 150 years, and to, to stop and to eliminate any chance of us going back to, to where we have where we have been so yeah uh, a, a really good offer from the club and just shows what good standing Rangers are in just now. Uh, also today it was announced that Dam Health, DM Health, Dam Health I think is announced as Rangers COVID-19 testing partner which will provide mobile testing sites on match days for supporters. Uh, Jamie I'll come to you first mate, in terms of this, this makes 100% sense for Rangers to be doing this because we know what it's like with particularly in Scotland and football fans and football fans getting any sort of right to enjoy their their chosen hobby, their chosen love that you, you we are the kind of last of the priority list. And when we do get the chance to go back to Ibrooks, there's going to be a hell of a lot of restrictions in place in order for us to be allowed access to us. So good good move for the club, I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Like you say, um, we're all, all desperate to get back in back into the stadium, whether it's 
mainly Ibrox, but getting getting away as well. So it'll be interesting to see how um, it works prior to uh, getting into the stadium. Like you say, we don't know what the restrictions are going to be or, or how soon we can get back into the stadium. Um, but good to see the club making making moves already. They've made moves even when you... Um, <clears throat> I think to go back to the last day of the season to try and get fans in. Um, but obviously seeing um, fan zones set up for the Euros. So there's there's definitely um, things we can work towards. So uh, good to see again the, the club uh, on the front foot with that type of thing. 100%. Yeah, Ali, we go along with that. It's good to see the club taking the kind of initiative for this one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it operate and how it's going to operate in terms of us getting back into the stadium. I, I know Scotia's going to the, the first Scotland game against Czech Republic right. uh, a week on Monday, so it'll be interesting to find out from him how that is. I, from speaking to him, I don't think he's to be tested when he goes in. I think he's to go at a certain... I think they give him certain times he need to be in the stadium for, but... Yeah, I mean, we're used to going to Ibrox and rocking up 15, 20 minutes before because we've had a few pints down Pace Road West. <laughs> Will we be able to do that this this season coming? Probably not. If Rangers say you need to be at the ground an hour and a half before to get in, I'll, I'll quite happily do it. We'll need to do it. Um, I don't know what they do in England. I don't think they test down in England to get them in. So I think they may be space in terms of how they come in. They'll give it a time slot, probably. But it'll be interesting to see going forward because obviously England want to remove all restrictions as of the 21st of, um, of June, which is a couple of weeks down the road. And Obviously, we kick off 31st, 1st of um, August. So, interesting to see what happens. And uh, But, yeah, it's good to see Rangers are actually forward-thinking. I think they are. I think they're taking the, the kind of lead with it as well in order to eliminate any chance of any pushback from the government to stop us getting back in. Rangers are obviously desperate for us to be back in. They want us spending money again at the stadium, at the shop, whatever match days, the, 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 the whole kind of shooting match. So... Uh, it makes sense to me. I'm of the opinion that, I suppose I could go down conspiracy theories here, but I fully believe that we'll be opened up a wee bit for the Euros and then she'll immediately put us back into level three because that's just the way that she likes to be, uh, in my personal opinion. But I think if you're going to do these fan zones, you're going to let people into the, the games in Hamden uh, by the time the, the first game comes round for us at the end of July, is it the last day in July, 31st of July, I think it is? Yeah. A uh, first competitive match comes around. There's not really any excuse not to have some form of support in, in Ibrox, especially if all this goes without a glitch. We don't see any kind of crazy spikes going forward. I don't really think they have a leg to stand on, but it's good to see the club are taking the steps that they need to um, for when these well, when they decide that we're actually going to be allowed back in, they're going to have things in place um, to kind of cover whatever the government have got or whatever restrictions the government want to come out with. But anyway, uh, that'll do me for just now. So... Ali, I'll come on to you. What would you like to talk about today, mate? Mine was just, I follow, obviously I follow all the players on social media, Instagram. There was one that, just just a discussion, I know we've had a discussion oh, a few months ago about it, but it's big Nico Kai. She's been quite lively on Instagram recently. He looks an absolute beast once again, as he did last year. He looks a <laughs> yeah. <all right> beast. <laughs> He's... Um, yeah, he's he looks like he's ready to hit pre-season. And then it's, it was mainly the question is, if, if we keep everyone we've got, and I'm not talking about George Edmondson, I feel expect him to go to the door. So if you keep the centre-backs we've got in terms of Goldson, Holanda, 
Balogun and Simpson, and obviously now Katic coming back. Where does he fit in this team going forward? He's not played. He's not played a full year's um, competitive football. Would you? And I know Carney, we've had a discussion this one, and I probably personally would do this. Would you send him out on loan for this first six months of the year? And if so, if you agree with that, where would you put him in terms of a country, or would you put him out somewhere in Scotland? It's tough, mate, because I'd, first of all, one of the captions of probably one of his pictures was no surrender, which I absolutely loved. <laughs> um, <laughs> Big Katic has bought into this as well. He fully understands it, and he'll be desperate to get back and get involved. I mean, he's, he's coming back as part of the, the Champions team. It's going to be difficult. It's a long time to be out, and we have two solid centre-backs in front of him. Um, I mean, especially Golden, and obviously you've got Hollander. Balligan as well has come in, done a job, and Simpson's there. It's tough. I mean, I think it all depends where the club see and where Katic sees his future as well, where, where he wants to, wants to be, what Rangers decide to do with him, because he's still young. He's not, He's. I mean, I think he's only 20, 22, 23 maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, he's built at the side of a house, man. The size of him is unbelievable, but it's good to see him working as hard as he can and still... Very much flying the Rangers flag as well. So I think he'll be desperate to try and get himself involved. It's maybe down to him. It's maybe down to how he comes back during pre-season and if he hits the ground running, if he manages to push himself into the team, maybe he might get a chance through some of the friendlies that Rangers maybe announce. If I don't know if he's going to be ready in time, but he might get a chance there to try and get some match fitness into him. And it might be a, well, you need to try your hardest to win the shot kind of thing. Um in all honesty, I think the loan thing seems to be the kind of most people's opinion that they probably would stick him out on loan. Uh, if he's going to go out on loan, man, with Championship maybe, Croatia maybe, put him back in his home country for um, for the way that he wants to be. Um, I don't know if I'd keep him in the SP, SPL. I, I think I would rather he went to the Championship and maybe played in a kind of a battling team. No, I'm not saying relegation, but a, a team that's probably not going to win. Um, or maybe a team that is going to win, I don't know. But I, I'm not really sure, but I think I wouldn't keep him in Scotland. I'd probably send him maybe Croatia, maybe um, maybe Championship. Jamie, what's your thoughts on Big Nico? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a really a really interesting point, Ali. Um, not actually something I'd thought about when I think about uh, Nico Katic and, and he, he was obviously doing very well before he, he picked up his his injury, his latest injury, uh, which was ruled him out for quite some time. But it's a good point you make, as in it's all good and well being being built as he is and, and looking really fit, but it's going to take him a while to get back up to match fit, fitness. So um, alone is actually a really good shout. I would hate to think we'd get, pick up a couple of injuries, so obviously having the option to be able to recall him. Um, Again, thinking about some of the performances he had in, in both in Europe and Old Firm, I would want if he's going to go to loan out and loan for him to go basically to the highest the highest possible level um, and be starting every game um, to come back, like you say, in six months' time and, and be ready to to really push on and compete. Because when you think about the season we've just concluded, one of the you know the main. I mean, assets of our team is the clean sheets and how solid we are in defence. So, um, yeah, it's a good point. I would, I would like to see him go out and loan, um, as long as it's not to the, the detriment of the squad. But five cent and a halfs, I mean, there should be enough enough rotation we can get there with, with four, you'd think. 
Yeah, I'd go along with that. What's your thoughts, Ali? Yeah, I would personally put him out on loan. As long as we keep everyone we've got and everyone's healthy, I would put him out on loan. I I know you guys say you wouldn't put him into Scottish football. I personally would put him into Scottish football. I've looked. Rangers, look at Celtic over the years. They've used the loan deal, the loan market well in terms of punting their players out to people in Scotland. The way I look at it is, look at this year. I know these players haven't came back, but we've put players out in loan here, Jamie Murphy's, who have helped us in a roundabout way against Celtic. It strengthens these other teams. I would possibly put him to a team like Hearts coming up. I would put him over, put him over to Hearts for six months. He's down the road from us. We can see what he's doing. He's playing against everyone he's going to be playing against when he comes back into the Rangers team. And he strengthens Hearts against IE when they play Celtic. I think we should look, be looking at doing loan deals like that, like Glenn Middleton going to St. Johnston this year. He's kicked on. He's looked really good at St. Johnston. That, that's that's the way I would look at it if it was me. That's fair enough. I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think a lot of the loan players that are out just now, I'm not sure how many are actually going to come back permanently. Um, I think that's a, a conversation for another time and it's probably going to need to wait and see what happens with it. Uh, but I think it's just good to see him getting back to fitness, I think it is, and everybody loves Big Nico. I mean, he, he put the sword to the to the Thames, and that's what we all love to see at the end of the day. So, Jamie, uh, we'll come on to you, mate. What are you wanting to talk about today? Um, so probably probably more of a, a rumor, but at the start of the week, I seen that Stephen Gerrard was linked with the Everton job. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's it's quite common knowledge that that Gerard and, and Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool would they both come to new deals at the same time. And I think they've got a further three years to run. Um, and whether I mean we we know that Gerard isn't going to be here forever, right? But whether he moves directly to Liverpool or he's got a job in between, I'm unsure. Um, he's obviously mentioned his ambition is to to be Liverpool manager someday which I think we'd all love to see um we'd all like to see him achieve that um and listen he's he's obviously sacrificing a lot um he's obviously moved to another country um his family are still down the road let's be honest it would suit he's having him back home if he was to take that Everton job he'd be around the corner um but this year especially you know Gerard spoke about the traditions the standards of the club he's he's bought into our ethos, our values, um, and that's what makes you know the achievements, his achievements, the team achievements, even more special for me. Um, it's, it just feels a proper team environment, and I personally hope he's here for many more years to come. I couldn't agree more, mate. I could literally do podcasts and podcasts on Stephen Gerrard about how much I love him. I, I, I absolutely love him. He's getting close to how much I love Walter Smith, genuinely. Uh, I, I think he'll be remembered as fondly. Maybe not quite as fondly, depends how long he stays. But <clears throat> I, I think he's not going to Everton, let's be honest. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, I think the best the best response I've seen to it was uh, there was a... a I can't remember what it was like open goal or something, not open goal. I think there's a a Twitter page just called Open or something like that, and it's to do with football. Um, And it was Everton interested in making Steven Gerrard their next manager. And a guy commented underneath it saying, I'm interested in shagging Beyonce, but that's not happening either. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I thought that kind of perfectly sums it up. I mean, it's all well and good for them to say that. He will go to Liverpool. I think it's written in the stars for Steven Gerrard to be a Liverpool manager at some point in his career. I don't know if it's going to be directly when he leaves Rangers or not. And nobody knows that. I don't even think Gerrard knows that. Uh, I think he's here for the next year at least. Um, I, I don't think he's going anywhere next uh, the kind of season coming up. I think he will be here um, 100% for this year. If we have a really, really good year in terms of qualifying to the group stages, a double, possibly a treble, he could leave. I mean, because what else can he really achieve, in all honesty, in, in terms of where he can take Rangers? He's going to have kind of got us to where we are going to get to. So um, I want that to happen. I never want Stephen Gerrard to leave, but I think eventually, um, one day, we're going to have to, we're going to, we will. There's no doubt about it. He is going to leave and it's going to kill me and it's going to break my heart. But uh, I don't think he's going to Everton. Ali, your thoughts? Yeah, I was I was actually up in Inverness this week. One of my customers, and he when I walked in, he went, "Have you heard the rumor? Stephen Gerrard's been linked with Everton." <laughs> I thought it was April Fools at first, to be honest. But <laughs> it's um, I was like, "Well, I won't say what I said to him actually." But um, no, no chance. The 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 Liverpool captain, probably one of the greatest players in their history, is never going to go and manage their rivals on the other side of the side. It's like Ali McCoy's going to manage Celtic. It's never going to happen. But, but it's a good point James brought up because he's going to be linked with these teams. Teams are going to come and have a go at him because you look at his, what he's done in three years up here. He's built a team from nothing. He's built his own team. His, his um, European oof, his stats are, are phenomenal, to be honest. So yeah. th- there's going to be people that will come up for him. And yeah, we probably... I agree with you, Carney. I think he's here for at least another season. He wants a crack at that Champions League. You're correct in saying if, if Gerard, for instance, won the treble next year, got us into the group stages of Champions League, where does he go for the next year? He might think, no, I've done my job here. I'll go into high and possibly go somewhere else. may not be Liverpool. It may be somewhere else before he goes to Liverpool. But there will be teams this season that will come sniffing for him down south, definitely. And you'll um, probably be the first manager that Rangers has actually sold for big money. I don't remember Rangers actually selling a manager for money. I don't know if we ever have, but he will leave Rangers and we will get big bucks for him. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And especially once crazy sacking season starts happening um, early on in the Premiership, the English Premiership next next season, then he's going to be linked to every job, especially if we're still continuing to do well. But Everton, no, I don't think so. I just don't see it happening, to be completely honest. Uh, but yeah, and again, I don't know if he's going to wait for the Liverpool job. He probably won't. He'll probably go elsewhere. But I don't think there's... Uh, I don't think there's there's no danger that he's going to Everton. There's just it's not happening. Um, as you said, Ali, it's like Neil Lennon taking the Rangers job. It's just there's something that you're just not going to see happening. But um, yeah, unless he, so, unless he was in disguise, he might be in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it? Um, what was it? What's it called? The Lennon dressed up as Benitez. What is it? Oh, it's going to annoy me. Lenny Benitez or something like that. Something I can't remember what it was, but I, that was quite funny. Anyway, we will we'll move on. 
Um, so just quickly, um, Rangers women rounded up the league season well win and it marked the end of the career of Claire Gemmell who is now retiring after a great career and just also on the Rangers women, uh, five of them were called up to the international duty so congratulations to them for that. And we'll just finish up uh, the news bit with Kevin Thompson. Um, so Kevin Thompson obviously left his role at Rangers, he joined Kelty Hearts and... We wish him all the best, of course, but Jamie, out of nowhere, um, Jamie Burjonis has went and joined them there. I think that's a bit of a steal for Kelty Hearts. Really, really surprised, actually. I had to double take when I seen it on Twitter um, that he'd moved because I thought, surely that's a loan. Um, but aye, obviously it's a, it's a permanent deal for one year. Um, again, similar to what we're talking about with Katic, maybe in a, a lesser um, level, Good to see him making that move to to go and get some first team football. He's obviously had a number of loans um, that maybe haven't haven't worked out. So um, much like Kevin Thompson, really uh, refreshing to see him. As much as it probably would be difficult to move from Rangers, he's he's making the move for his own career and and hopefully he kicks on and and does well. Yeah, and we just need to hope, Ali, that KT comes back as a Rangers manager one day. <laughs> Yeah, he was always going to leave Kevin Thompson. That's he set up his own soccer school. Obviously, he was at Rangers too. You could see where he wants his career to go. He wants to be a manager at a top level. He'd love to come back and manage Rangers. He's mentioned it before. He needs to go somewhere like what Barry Ferguson's doing and, and learn his trade. And Kelly Hearts is probably a good one for him. They're very ambitious. I mean, to get Jamie Burjonis, not to disrespect League Two in Scotland, but Jamie Burjonis is way above League Two in Scotland. Jamie Burjonis should be playing for a team in the Premiership in Scotland, at Ross County, for instance. That, that that kind of level, he's a lot better, but they've probably sold their ambition to Jamie Burjonis. They want to get up to League One next season. They don't want to sit in League Two for a couple of seasons and then come up. They want to come up next year and then they want to come up again. So they're an ambitious club. He's probably bought into it. Similar idea, not in the money terms, but Salford City down in England get a lot of these players because they've got an ambition to get high and high up the leagues. Kelly Hearts are similar. They're bankrolled by somebody with a a bit of money behind them in terms of those leagues. So he's probably on a a reasonable wage down there compared to the other players in that team. But no, fair play. And you look at East Kilbride, another another team that have got players like Greg Wilde have went there, Kyle Hutton plays there as well, but to get Jamie Burjonas at the age he's at, what a steal that is for them. 100% it's a steal, um, I don't think there's any doubt about it, look, I, I always quite like Jamie Burjonas, I think it's unfortunate for the position that he's trying to get into, who's in front of him and it's probably been an honest conversation with him and the gaffer, when the gaffers went, I can't guarantee you football, and they've just agreed to kind of kind of part ways I, I was shocked as well when I seen it, I was like, I can't believe he's went to League Two, I'm like, there's no way he's a League Two, League Two player, and that's no disrespect to the the league at all. But I mean, he's he's top end championship at the very, 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 very least. I, I would say um, in Scotland, I don't think there's really any any doubt about that. Um, but I would just wish him well, and I wish obviously Kevin Thompson well, who's obviously taken over from Barry Ferguson. Barry Ferguson went to Alloa uh, after Barry Ferguson got them into the League Two for the first time in their history. So. Uh, yeah, just good luck to Kevin Thompson. Hopefully we see him in the famous blue suit at Ibrox. Um, maybe after Gerard goes, you never know. That could be the replacement. How good would that be, by the way, if Kevin Thompson replaces Stephen Gerrard? That's a dream and a half, that one. Quite exciting thinking about that. Um, but yes, anyway, 
We'll round up today's um, Club Deck Corner while well, we bit of a giggle. Um, again, we hate bringing them into it to laugh at them all the time. Uh, but I suppose when it is to laugh at them, it's a wee bit more acceptable. But uh, Ali, how are you doing? And are you still howling that Eddie Howe is not going to be the next Celtic manager? What a fucking mess. Ah, he was a gobsmack, to be honest. I thought 13 weeks they've been fine about Eddie Howe, right? I you honestly, mentioned it on the, on the last pod, you mentioned it, like, just cuck, hurry up and get it done. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, no I, I, I just I wanted it done because they've, been, they've gone on and on and on about him and, and then they've, they've, they've bought into him over the last four weeks, Celtic fans, that he's the greatest manager since sliced bed. At the very beginning of it, I, I was looking at it thinking... Eddie Howe, he's, he's decent, he's done all right with Bournemouth, but they were building him up to be something that... I didn't think he was that great an appointment for Celtic. And I, I always thought at the back of my mind, Glasgow would eat my life up here. I really did. Going for Bournemouth, a sleepy place, I've been to Bournemouth, I know what it's like to come to Glasgow to what they need. I just thought, does he really need that? And obviously he doesn't, but I thought it was a done deal. I honestly thought, as soon as Bournemouth get put out of the playoffs, I thought... A week's time, they'll announce him as manager. But 13 weeks down the line, and he's come back and said no. <laughs> Their pre-season starts, and I think two weeks' time, they've now went to a manager who the press have made out to be an absolute world-beater and, and <laughs> can I say his second name, managed a Greek third-division team. He's managing in Japan. They're rolling out folk for Australia at the moment to sing his praises. Matt McKay was one member of him. Played for Rangers, yeah. played about <laughs> two games or something. He was going yeah. on about him, but it's an absolute shambles for them. And, st- and I read today, this guy, they may have to go through other um, loopholes with UEFA because he's not got the right certificates and stuff. You'd need to self-isolate when he comes to Scotland. So potentially they're starting pre-season with no manager. And they need to get rid of players, bring players in, and be ready to go. And it's it's an utter shambles. But I'll tell you what, I'm absolutely loving it. It's been brilliant. <laughs> you, Jamie, this is the most Celtic thing to do. How let the dogs out? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's baffling, honestly. As I, I laughed a lot when I seen it. I'm not going to lie. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a done deal as well. From every kind of source and every other kind of Celtic fan that you kind of speak to, that it looked like it was a, a kind of done deal. And for him to turn around and say no, and there's different reasons for why he hasn't hasn't said yet to the job. And now for this Portocolescu, I don't even know how you say his name. I have no idea. Never heard of the guy. I'm not going to. I've never heard of him um, but again you've got players like Craig Mook about saying oh he's, he's this and he's that and I'm like I don't really understand what's going on here but of course they're obviously the Scottish media the way it works they have to build this guy up to be the next big thing because it's the next Celtic manager so Celtic are obviously paying quite a lot to try and get them to sell more season tickets as well so that kind of makes sense but I, Jamie you, you could not make it up uh, yeah this this is this has got a bit of a, a feel of the Pedro Cushinia appointment, just in the sense that um, you've never necessarily, or you've not heard of him uh, before, and you're obviously uh, checking to see what what Pedro's done in the past, who he's managed. Um, so yeah, I, really surprised. I, I, like you say, uh, it's a timeline. We're even looking towards you know pre seasons um, coming up pretty soon. So you'd like to think. 
you know, he'd want someone in, in place to, to make decisions on the squad and um, see who's needed, who's not. And like you say, if there's a period of self-isolation as well, it's going it's gonna to throw things out even further. Very surprised, but like you say, I've broke up again, have I? No, you're fine. You're fine right there, mate. No, no, you're fine. Oh, shit. It's all right. <laughs> Just carry on. Uh, mate, I get what you're saying. I think 100% now it has to, he has to isolate now, even if they announce him. Um, I think he has to, how long this has went on. And they can tell me he, that was their second choice all along. Was it fuck? They've panicked and went, oh my God, Eddie Howe said no. They would no plan B and have decided to go for this guy. But uh, let's watch what happens with this one and uh, how we'll all laugh at it. That's what I'll say. Uh, but that'll do us. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it there. As I say, it's a weird finishing club deck corners without previewing a game because we usually always have a wee bit of a laugh about what score the score's going to be and whatever else. But not long to go, gentlemen. Not long to go. We'll get there slowly but surely. Um, but anyway, that'll do us. Uh, Jamie, thank you very much for your time again, mate. And congratulations making it through your second podcast, mate. Thank you for having me. Good chat, boys. Ali, as always, thank you, mate. No problem. I'm looking forward to our wee day on Saturday, Carney, so I'll be, <laughs> I'll be up ready for that one. Aye, me too, mate. Aye, I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm genuinely buzzing for it. I really am. I say, I've got to get my jag tomorrow, so uh, my first vaccine tomorrow, so hopefully there's not too much of a reaction from it, and then it'll be yeah, back to Ibrox. Right, a bit of drink will help you, to be honest. Yeah, mate. exactly, mate. I'll power through. I'll power through. Uh, but I'll do so. Just shameless plug. Um, if you don't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the videos, um, give us a wee five star rating on Apple Podcast, leave a comment, share it anywhere that you can. It really does help support us. Uh, and I'll do us. Uh, we'll be back probably next week um, with our Club Deck Corner. So until we speak to you then, we are Club at 22, the Champions Podcast. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>